This is the Coma Girl Daily Podcast, written by Stephanie Bond. July 26th, Tuesday. You never know how much you love something until it's gone. Without the deluge of opera and orchestrals, the ward seemed deathly quiet. Silence can work on a person, can mess with your mind. Hardly anyone had been through the door today. And in fact, it had been hours since a nurse had walked in and made her rounds. I assumed she'd checked to make sure nothing had come unplugged, gone dry, or overflowed. So as I lay there listening to the machines wheezing and whirring, paranoia crept in. What if something had happened? A deadly virus unleashed, and we were the only four people left alive in the hospital protected by our immobility. And as the days went by and we lay starving and withering, the virus finally made its way into our ward. It would have to be a stinky virus in order for me to know it was coming. Trapped, we would all inhale the putrid pathogen. And just as I was prepared to die, a miracle happened. The virus had the opposite effect on us, stirring our sleeping limbs and not only pulling us from our comas, but making us more healthy and powerful than before. And it was up to the super vegetables to corral and destroy whatever evil faction had released the virus citywide. It could happen. I lay there and spun stories of gloom and doom until I put myself into a funk. So when the alarm first sounded, I actually thought it was only my imagination. But no, it was the fire alarm, as sharp and shrill as an ice pick to the ears. It sounded three times, then paused, then three times again, and kept sounding. So now I was sure a terrorist incident had occurred in the hospital, and a hostage had broken loose to pull the fire alarm and summon help. Actually, I was pretty sure the hospital was on fire. That notion was confirmed when the first tendril of smoke tickled my nose. Let me tell you, nothing is more frightening than knowing danger is near and not being able to move away from it. I thought about the man whose wife had injected him with a paralytic, then left him to die in a fire. This was how he felt, unable even to flop out of bed and lie on the floor hoping the smoke would rise. We would be tomorrow's headline. Four comatose women burned alive in Brady Hospital fire. The orderlies would be making jokes about roasted vegetables. The smoke was getting thicker, and I wondered when my body would rebel. This wasn't how I wanted to die, and frankly, it seemed extra cruel to heap this new indignity on top of our old one, blue on black. So, this was it then. I was going to die alone. The door burst open and people rushed in. Firefighters, I assumed, from the sound of the heavy gear. From the noises around me, I had the sensation of my bed being pushed out of the smoke and into a clearer area. We were on an elevator, then some sort of underground space, a parking garage. It made sense if they were going to put us in ambulances and take us to another facility, but they didn't. By and by, the commotion died down, and we were returned to the ward, accompanied by giant fans to blow away the lingering scent of smoke. 
in the end, the source of the smoke wasn't a terrorist attack or biological espionage, just a plain old unattended microwave fire in the nurse's lounge, compounded by a fire extinguisher that didn't work. But I have to get out of here. There are too many things in a hospital that can kill you. Hi, this is Stephanie Bond, author of the Coma Girl Daily Podcast. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer on an upcoming bonus episode, check the show notes for links to reach out on social media. Thanks for listening. Come back tomorrow for another episode of Coma Girl. And please tell a friend.